This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm your host, Amanda Lamb. In today's conversation with WREL reporter Chelsea Donovan, we have a pretty amazing story of survival to share with you. Usually, when we hear stories about people getting lost at sea, well, they don't always have a happy ending. This is especially true when people are doing something risky, like scuba diving. So when four divers disappeared off the coast of the Carolinas on Sunday, the U.S. Coast Guard from multiple stations aggressively began to search for them. Early Monday morning, they were spotted and rescued. Chelsea, welcome to the program. Thank you. So you had the opportunity, which is just amazing, to talk to one of these divers today. Let's start from the beginning. Who are these people? Were they friends? Were they family? So um, it was a a group of friends, but actually um, 46-year-old Daniel Williams, who's a doctor here in Moore County, didn't know 64-year-old Ben Wiggins. They had never met. Um, He was a friend of another guy in the diving community. And so uh, Daniel was with his son, who's uh, 15, Evan Williams. And then there was another diver, a 26-year-old out of Holden Beach. So um, three of them knew each other. And then um, Ben Wiggins uh, kind of tagged along. But what's interesting is that, uh, and this will play into the story later, that you know Dr. Williams and Ben Wiggins both have military backgrounds that I think probably helped serve them uh, in this really harrowing situation. Absolutely. So it was just the four of them. Where did they set out from and what was their plan for the day? Yes. Yeah, so they were leaving off the coast of Wilmington and they were going to go do a dive, a routine dive that they've done 80 times uh, so far in the last year near frying pan uh, tower. It's about 50 miles off the coast of Wilmington. Um, and they had planned three dives for that day, one starting at 930 in the morning. Um, and it was after that first dive that things went wrong. Was anybody else on the boat or it was just the four of them? Yeah. So on the, on the boat was the captain of the boat. Um, and then Dr. Williams had brought all of his children. So his two other sons, an eight-year-old and 11-year-old were back on the boat with the captain, um, just along for the ride and kind of watching the divers and just, uh, they were there. So he had basically his whole family on the boat. So when did they realize they were in trouble and, and, and what started it? Yeah, so what they went down, all four of them went down, 85 feet down um, to look at a reef down there. And they, one of them got a lobster, another one got a grouper, and they were, you know, just doing their recreational dive. And when they, when Dr. Williams and his son came up, they noticed that they couldn't see um, the boat. It was like 300 yards away, but they saw Ben and Luke and they were pretty far away. So they kind of met up. They, the four of them kind of huddled together. They swam towards each other and they said, okay, let's start swimming towards the boat. They thought that the captain would have, be able to see them because they had, you know, 
their um, spears in the air. They had their dive signals. They were whistling. But lo and behold, this captain didn't hear anything, likely probably due to the diesel engines. And so he couldn't see them or hear them. He had drifted so far off. And they thought by that time, okay, he's eventually going to see us and circle around. Or, you know, after, after, of course, hours went by, he thought that they would, you know, he would call the Coast Guard and that didn't happen. Um, he was just frantically sort of searching for them, but had lost sight of them um, because wow. he had drifted so far away. That's so scary. Okay, we will be back with more on this after the break. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. So scary situation. You've got four divers together. They're very far from the boat. The boat captain is not seeing them. What did they do to survive? Because this happened, what, Sunday morning? Yeah. Um, so, so the first yeah. the first thing that they did is they started swimming towards the boat, and they realized that there was no way that they were going to make it. So they kind of all huddled back together. And the two younger ones, the 26-year-old and the 16-year-old, they stripped them of the gear so they didn't have their tanks on. And they said, okay, we can see frying pan tower in the distance. We're going to have you guys start swimming that way to see if you can make it. Well, that was a lost cause. There was just no way that both the boat and the tower kept getting farther and farther. So at that point they knew, okay, we're in trouble. We're hoping that the people on the boat call for help um, because they, they didn't have a beacon or anything. They just had some, uh, some strobe lights that they, uh, would soon start flashing, but this is after, you know, four or five hours went by and they were just sort of sitting there drifting all kind of huddled around like a little inflatable, kind of the big, the size of uh, a pool noodle. And some of them were drifting off to sleep. One of them got bumped by a shark. I mean, they, their, their panic obviously had set in. Um, and then uh, they were all very spiritual and they sort of turned to the power of prayer and positivity to sort of hope for the best. That's amazing. Now tell me about the Coast Guard search because it was pretty massive. It started, I guess the call came out from Charleston, South Carolina, and then several other uh, U.S. Coast Guard um, groups got involved. Yeah, there were multiple jurisdictions involved, of course, off the coast of North Carolina, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, New Jersey, Elizabeth City. They had they had not only, you know, their boats in the water, they had C-130s, they had helicopters. This was an 18-hour search mm. um, that, that went on. And, of course, you know, after the – even Dr. Williams said after four or five hours, they thought, okay, this isn't going to go well. You know, they hadn't had food or water at that point for 15 hours, so – um, basically what happened is, you know, they were kind of taking turns sleeping and Dr. Williams stayed up and he would see the planes making passes or the helicopters making passes. And he would do whatever he could to get that strobe light in the air and hope for the best that, um, that they would, uh, find them. And the C-130 was making its last pass and he happened to see the strobe light that, that, uh, Daniel Williams was flashing and, and that is uh, when the rescue finally took place. Wow. And that was early Monday morning. This was about yeah, it was 60, like one yeah, 1 o'clock in the morning. 63 miles east of Myrtle Beach. So, I mean, really way out in the ocean. And I, I, I was a scuba diver years ago. And just the thought of that is just terrifying. So what was that like when they finally realized, oh, my gosh, somebody sees us or somebody's coming? And, and what was that like? 
I mean, it, it, he was just extremely tearful and overwhelmed in in the piece that we did and talking to him uh, here at the hospital in Moore County. I mean, he just you just couldn't believe it. It was really a miracle. Um, the fact that, you know, the Coast Guard said it was like looking for a watermelon in the ocean, how wow. small they were on this tiny little raft. And, you know, it also happened that a naval warship was in the area passing by. So they helped coordinate that rescue. It just all kind of came serendipitously together to bring them uh, back to Oak Island where their families, as you can imagine, were frantic and waiting for them after so many hours. Um, and then, of course, they were all reunited with their families. It's just it, it's a sort of an improbable saga at sea that that you don't think is going to end this way. And, and miraculously, it did. Yeah. And I mean, even once they got the attention of the C-130, I'm sure they didn't know for sure that they had gotten the attention until they saw that boat come with the life raft. Right. And it was told to me today that that, you know, Dr. Williams had said at first the Coast Guard with they were using the, you know, their heat infrared technology and they couldn't see two of the divers. So they had presumed that two of the divers were dead because they had shorter wetsuits on and their body temperature had greatly dropped. And so they weren't even sort of like showing up on that infrared. Mm. So the Coast Guard didn't know that they were going to actually rescue you know, four of these divers, uninjured, unharmed, alive. Yeah. And I mean, you said they had really positive attitudes. They were spiritual. Oh, yes. Did they ever think they wouldn't make it? None of them did. I asked that in numerous ways. I thought, you know, this, this never ends this way. It's mm -mm. pretty improbable. Mm -mm. And they just said, we knew it. We knew it wasn't our time. We just felt like we kept getting signs and we knew that 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 rescue was going to happen. I mean, it's just pretty unbelievable how positive they were during what was probably just an un it's, it's unimaginable to think about what they were drifting in, you know, in the dark sea for that long with no sustenance at any point, you know. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for sharing this incredible story and like you said, with an improbable happy ending. If you'd like to hear more episodes, please follow WRAL Daily Download in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on any podcast app. Once you follow the show, you'll automatically get new episodes every weekday. As always, thanks for listening to the WRAL Daily Download. <laughs>